Episode 62, the second Sunday of Advent, Year B. In this second week of Advent, we feature the Advent wreath with its candles and green branches. It's a reminder of God's promise to our world. Christ, our light and our hope, will come. We now light the second Advent candle. The Bethlehem Candle, or the Candle of Preparation. God kept his promise of a Saviour who would be born in Bethlehem. O Key of David, O Flower of Jesse's Stem, Commanding at your will the gates of heaven, O Royal Power of Israel, Come, break down the prison walls For those who dwell in darkness and the shadow of death, And lead your captive people into freedom. Faith, Hope and Love, a time of scripture, prayer and reflection. Zion, behold, the Lord will come to save the nations, and the Lord will make the glory of his voice heard in the joy of your heart. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. The Lord be with you. Before hearing the word of God and sharing the bread of life, sing praise to Christ, the Alpha and Omega. Kyrie eleison, Kyrie eleison, Christe eleison, Christe eleison, Kyrie eleison, Kyrie eleison. May Almighty God have mercy on us, forgive us our sins, and bring us to everlasting life. Amen. Let us pray that nothing may hinder us from receiving Christ with joy. Almighty and merciful God, may no earthly undertaking hinder those who set out in haste to meet your Son. But may our learning of heavenly wisdom gain us admittance to his company, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, one God, for ever and ever. Amen. A reading from the book of the prophet Isaiah, chapter 40, verses 1 to 5 and 9 to 11. Comfort. 
O comfort my people, says your God. Speak tenderly to Jerusalem and cry to her that she has served her term, that her penalty is paid, that she has received from the Lord's hand double for all her sins. A voice cries out, In the wilderness prepare the way of the Lord, make straight in the desert a highway for our God. Every valley shall be lifted up, and every mountain and hill be made low. The uneven ground shall become level, and the rough places a plain. Then the glory of the Lord shall be revealed, and all people shall see it together, for the mouth of the Lord has spoken. Get you up to a high mountain, O Zion, herald of good tidings. Lift up your voice with strength, O Jerusalem, herald of good tidings. Lift it up, do not fear. Say to the cities of Judah, Here is your God. See, the Lord God comes with might, and his arm rules for him. His reward is with him, and his recompense before him. He will feed his flock like a shepherd. He will gather the lambs in his arms, and carry them in his bosom, and gently lead the mother sheep. The Word of the Lord Show us your steadfast love, O Lord, and grant us your salvation. Let me hear what God the Lord will speak, for he will speak peace to his people. Surely his salvation is at hand for those who fear him, that his glory may dwell in our land. Steadfast love and faithfulness will meet, Righteousness and peace will kiss each other. Faithfulness will spring up from the ground, and righteousness will look down from the sky. The Lord will give what is good, and our land will yield its increase. Righteousness will go before him, and will make a path for his steps. Show us your steadfast love, O Lord, and grant us your salvation. A reading from the second letter of St. Peter, chapter 3, verses 8 to 14. Do not ignore this one fact, beloved, that with the Lord one day is like a thousand years, and a thousand years are like one day. The Lord is not slow about his promise, as some think of slowness, but is patient with you, not wanting any to perish, but all to come to repentance. But the day of the Lord will come like a thief, and then the heavens will pass away with a loud noise, and the elements will be dissolved with fire, and the earth and everything that is done on it will be disclosed. Since all these things are to be dissolved in this way, what sort of persons ought you to be in leading lives of holiness and godliness, waiting for and hastening the coming of the day of God, because of which the heavens will be set ablaze and dissolved, and the elements will melt with fire? But in accordance with his promise, we wait for new heavens and a new earth, where righteousness is at home. Therefore, beloved, while you are waiting for these things, strive to be found by him at peace. 
the word of the Lord. Alleluia, Alleluia, Alleluia. Prepare the way of the Lord, make straight his paths. All people shall see the salvation of God. Alleluia, Alleluia. Alleluia. The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Mark. Chapter 1, verses 1 to 8. The beginning of the good news of Jesus Christ, the Son of God. As it is written in the prophet Isaiah, See, I am sending my messenger ahead of you, who will prepare your way. The voice of one crying out in the wilderness, Prepare the way of the Lord, make his path straight. John the Baptist appeared in the wilderness, proclaiming a baptism of repentance for the forgiveness of sins. And people from the whole Judean countryside and all the people of Jerusalem were going out to him and were baptized by him in the river Jordan, confessing their sins. Now John was clothed with camel's hair, with a leather belt round his waist, and he ate locusts and wild honey. He proclaimed, The one who is more powerful than I is coming after me. I am not worthy to stoop down and untie the thong of his sandals. I have baptized you with water, but he will baptize you with the Holy Spirit. The Gospel of the Lord God's vision is much broader and deeper than our own limited perspective as humans. We do not have the benefit of the whole picture. For us, it's just a great honor to help in some small way a project infinitely bigger than we could ever see or comprehend. Wouldn't life be very different if, instead of yearning for some distant and at present unattainable goal, we did all that we could here and now to bring that goal even a step or so nearer? Just to be part of God's grander project is satisfaction enough, surely. A fitting quote comes to mind from uh, scripture scholar William Barclay. He writes, In youth, because I could not be a singer, I did not even try to write a song. And I planted no little trees along the roadside because I knew their growth would take so long and I would not see them fully grown. But now, from the wisdom that the years have brought me, I know that it may be a blessed thing to plant a tree for someone else to water and enjoy, or make a song that someone else will sing when I cannot. Beautifully sums up how we can all be part of something that we can't quite see the end of. The goal will never be reached unless the labourers unite to make it possible. Under God, the great architect's plan, each one of us adds our little bit to a project much bigger than any of us. In the Gospel, we hear that those who were baptised by John the Baptist also confessed their sins. Admitting to our sins and faults is difficult, we all know that. 
but when we do this, we straighten the path between us and God. Often, the most difficult person to admit a sin to, or a fault to, is actually ourselves. For example, when the prodigal son took off with half his father's property, that son probably thought very well of himself. He might have thought he was a fine and clever young man who will make it big in the world with his newfound resources. But later, in extreme poverty, as he longed to eat even the scraps that the pigs ate, he must have realised his folly. He would then first have to admit to himself how wrongly he had acted, how pathetic he had been. Even before he returned to his father, he would have had to look at himself honestly and humbly. It must have been a very deflating and difficult thing. But he could not have imagined the astounding love and mercy he would receive when he made that straight path back to his father. We must let the barriers down and fill the valleys of pride and self-satisfaction. It's not the person who desires to meet God on equal terms who will discover forgiveness, grace and compassion, but rather the person who falls on their knees and whispers, mortified, Lord, I need you. I'm a terrible mess without your help. Be merciful to me, for I am a sinner. The prophet Isaiah in the first reading speaks of comfort for God's people. God assures the people that they have done their time for their sins. The debt is cancelled. However, one gets a distinct feeling that God is just being kind and generous. Could we really have paid off all the debt? But God in his love and mercy has cancelled it and written paid in full in any case. Another act of astounding generosity. Advent reminds us that God is coming. And not only at the end of time, not only in the commemoration anniversary of the Word becoming flesh and dwelling among us, that is, the first Christmas, but we also believe that God comes to us in so many different ways in our daily lives and events, here and now. So John the Baptist's message is for us too. Clear the obstacles, level the pathways for God to reach you, and move closer to God. We are invited to change the way we live and to change our thinking as well, so that we may truly encounter the living God and understand the truth of God's different ways. John the Baptist, according to the Gospel today, was out in the desert. This reminds us of the people of Israel who fled into the desert and lived in the wilderness for 40 years. In that very long time, they were utterly reliant on God's providence. They had nothing else but the presence and leadership of God's guiding hand. The people had to trust totally in God's care and wisdom. For the most part, they were humble and grateful in this, although at times for those who trudged the desert, pride, distrust and ingratitude got the better of many of them. And of course, John the Baptist used baptism, which is an entering into and a rising back out of water. He used it as a sign of repentance from sin. This would also remind the people of the journey of the Israelites through the Red Sea, where they were led by God from slavery to freedom, from death to new life. Jewish people were aware of this thing called baptism. However, 
This was normally a ritual washing for Gentiles who were being purified of their old contaminated ways by ritual cleansing prior to their initiation into the Jewish religion. John, however, was calling all people, Jewish people, to be baptized by him for repentance of sin. By this action, John had made a tremendous discovery that being Jewish in the cultural, ethnic or political sense of the word was not necessarily enough to be truly a member of God's chosen people. It was a shocking and a radical idea that a Jewish person in their own heart or life might actually be in precisely the same position as a Gentile. That is, simply by being a member of the Jewish community did not make them purified or at rights with God. But rather, anyone who leads a clean and humble life is a member of God's people. If this were to happen today, I wonder if John would say the same to Christians who think that being part of Christianity by culture or name was sufficient without also having a servant mindset and a heart that moves ever closer to God in love and graciousness. In this Advent time, we too want to clear the obstacles, be made new and reconnect to God. We want to turn away from sin and embrace the message of God even more fully. In the process of trying to give up sin and live with virtue, we often find how very difficult it can be. Even after years of struggle, we can often find ourselves still facing the same faults, the same sins in our lives. But let us not lose hope. The Lord assures us and comforts us that God comes to save us, not to condemn us. The secret of our Christian life is to trust completely in Christ even as we struggle to be faithful to all that he asks of us, to walk humbly and trustingly with God the way the people of Israel trusted and walked with God in the wilderness, to surrender to God, to stop wrangling or resisting God. We must admit our need for God's grace and mercy. Our God loves us utterly and promises to save us. God thinks in terms of the whole of time and not just minutes and seconds. With God's unique perspective of being able to see the whole picture, our Lord has many different ways to achieve what God intends and promises. God is not a conditional lover. The Father shows us that he has held nothing back, and even he gave his only Son in complete love, service and sacrifice. God is totally immersed in our lives and needs. So God does not operate with a conditional mentality. And the things that show the unconditional love of God for each one of us can never be measured in favours granted and rewards given, but rather everything God gives us is a grace. Gifts and blessings given completely and unreservedly in love for all. Our human tendency to keep score and to place conditions on love or trying to live as if we were an island complete of itself, as that poem says, these kind of things don't strengthen our relationships. And same with our relationship with God. A conditional way of living creates valleys and mountains, making the pathway of communication and friendship between God and us very rocky and hard-going. The same is true for willfulness, pride and self-focus. These are real obstacles to our peace and to our reception of the reality of Christ in our lives 
and his unconditional love and self-sacrifice. We long to appreciate more deeply the reality of Christ's selfless and generous presence and action amongst us. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, Creator of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, His only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended into hell. On the third day He rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven, and is seated at the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From there He will come to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and life everlasting. Amen. Let us pray that all people may see the salvation of God. that the Church may continue to proclaim the good news of forgiveness for all who repent Lord hear us that those who live without hope may gain comfort from this season of waiting for the Lord Lord hear us that we may always admit our sin and our need for reconciliation and heed the message of John the Baptist to repent and believe in the good news. Lord, hear us. That all of us here may foster the true Advent spirit in our homes and hearts. Lord, hear us for all who are sick, and for those who care for them, family, friends, and medical staff. May the Lord touch those who are ill with healing, strength, and peace, and give strength to those who care for them. Lord, hear us, that the faithful departed may enter eternal life, especially those for whom we now pray. Lord, hear us. Shepherd God, you feed your flock and gather your lambs. We ask you to listen to our prayers which we make in the name of Jesus Christ the Lord. Amen. At the Saviour's command and formed by divine teaching, we dare to say, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Deliver us, Lord, we pray, from every evil. Graciously grant peace in our days, that by the help of your mercy we may be always free from sin and safe from all distress as we await the blessed hope and the coming of our Saviour, Jesus Christ. For the kingdom, the power and the glory are yours now and forever. Amen. Lord Jesus Christ, who said to your apostles, Peace I leave you, my peace I give you, 
Look not on our sins, but on the faith of your church, and graciously grant her peace and unity in accordance with your will, who live and reign for ever and ever. Amen. The peace of the Lord be with you always. Let us offer each other the sign of peace. Jerusalem, arise and stand upon the heights, and behold the joy which comes to you from God. Let us pray. Replenished by the food of spiritual nourishment, we humbly beseech you, O Lord, that through our partaking in this mystery you may teach us to judge wisely the things of earth and to hold firm to the things of heaven. Through Christ our Lord. Amen. The Lord be with you. May Almighty God bless you, the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Go in peace, glorifying the Lord by your life. Wait for the Lord, whose day is near. Wait for the Lord, be strong, take heart. Wait for the Lord, whose day is near. Wait for the Lord, be strong, take heart.